Are you ready? Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. It's me. And it's almost my birthday. It's B's birthday episode, everybody. Happy birthday, B. B's turning the big 24 this year. 37? 37 you're turning 37 this year. right i'm confirming with you because i'm 37 like, the big three know. seven you're yeah. almost 40 yeah which good. means i'm almost 40 yeah. which is terrifying really not worried about 40 50 will be harder 40 to me seems like a walk in the park really for sure 40 is terrifying to me but then i think about how casual you are about it and it makes me feel better about it it's gonna be so much fun Here's what, if you're a younger listener, here's what they never tell you about getting older is you never feel older than like 16. Yeah. We're like, still the same people, just in older bodies. Wild. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fine. You might get a little bit more life experience that gives you like more perspective, but you <laughs> don't, what you don't realize about people like in their 40s, and I'm going to assume 50s and whatever, is like, it doesn't feel like you age. We're still fucked up pieces of shit, and I love it. I love it. Speaking of, we got so much love on Instagram because people really missed us. Yay. And so if you gave me a shout out or if you were slid into my DMs on THC podcast on Instagram, we I really hope you did it, it with lube because we were dry <laughs> and fucking bitter in last week's episode. I mean, we were okay. I actually, I want to give us a shout out. I think it was really funny. I want to credit you on your editing because I loved the beginning and the end. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah. It um, was a, you know, it was a little bit of a rough start. Sometimes you got to get that rough start to warm up a little. Yeah. No, but I think considering all things, having the month off and being an hour late and a bottle of wine in. Rough. We did great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're, You're the one who said that we were dry and bitter. Well, that's our personalities regardless. <laughs> it doesn't mean we're not good at being those things. <laughs> Some would say we're the best. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about up top. Mm-hmm. Should we just start with your birthday since we we're already talking about it? Yes. But then we're going like, like into the future. Should we start the past or should we start... Okay, yeah, we could do that. I see. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I get what you're laying down. Okay, so let's start with Scream. Nope. I want to go even farther. Jesus Christ. I'm going way back. Okay. I'm going back to the day you dropped our last episode. Okay. It was on January 12th. You dropped our episode, The Iceman Cometh. Right? Yeah. That was our big comeback. Yeah. That day was a huge day for me. Okay. 11, 12. Be- 11, 12. Oh, 11, <laughs> 1, 12. Like the R&B group. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, fucking Forbes published an, epi- or an episode, an article talking about how people that smoke weed have certain receptors or whatever that make it so it's harder for us to get COVID. The, the COVID. Which is funny because you've been surrounded by people who have gotten COVID and you have not. I have not. And I also haven't, but I don't smoke weed, so. I but know. maybe I'm around enough weed smokers. Yeah, but still, I just think... Like, to me, that was a really proud moment. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I was yeah. very excited about you that. You should be very proud. Okay. So All then, those years yeah. finally put to use. And to, like, honestly, so I read it on Forbes and I sent it to Nick. And then um, I think it was a couple days after that. It's actually on, like, a .gov gov website saying, oh. like, this is about Getting to be. Official. It's going to be peer reviewed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, look, we're doing our own peer review. And so far, mm-hmm. so good. All right, so then a couple of days after th- that was the actual birthday. 
your kids for Violet. Mm -hmm. So five years old, fucking diva got every shape of mac and cheese on the planet for her school lunch. Every fucking shape. It was incredible. Apparently, all the kids went back for seconds of Nick's bacon. Your husband makes his own bacon from scratch. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge moment. And then we had the birthday party where we, of course, raged into the hours of the night with more fucking fireworks that we set off into two different neighbors' yards. Perfect. Right? You were there for that. I was there for that. That, that was a great time. Love I was getting there drunk and because your husband was. Whenever your husband gets inebriated enough, oh, fireworks, fireworks are come coming out, out. And then I'm always like really egging it on. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, do another one. So always a good time. Then finally that Sunday. As my husband is shedding blood and tears building her new loft bed that yep. we got her for her birthday, mm-hmm. I abandoned him. Yay! <laughs> so we could go see Scream. Scream 5. Correct. Correct. Scream 5. And what did we think about it? <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Nothing will ever beat the first Scream. No. So we can just get that out of your heads right now. They, I don't want to do any spoiler alerts, but there is definitely one aspect of it that they introduced that was so fucking cheesy, it pretty much killed the movie for me. So I have a lot to say on this topic besides actually talking about the movie itself. Oh, okay. The one thing I will mention is how they've been making it such a big deal. Like, oh, all the original, like... But all the originals were We're in in the last fucking movie. Well, were they in four? Yes. Because they're all in one through three. Yes. I don't get why they were trying to hype that up like it was a big deal. I literally just brought this up to my client earlier. She is... A little bit younger than us, and she's like, "Oh, I heard all the originals are back for." It. I'm like, "They've they never been, went they've been in every fucking one." They've and to been con- in everyone. And so to confirm this, I did do a rewatch of Scream Four. Okay. So I will confirm for you, and this will not be a spoiler in any which way or form. the The new sheriff in the movie, the blonde, was the deputy in Four. Okay, and who was the sheriff in Four? Was it It was Dewey. Okay. Yeah. So she was like his assistant. Yeah. And he and Gail are still together, but basically on the verge of divorce Uh because she refers to the deputy as Deputy Dewey. (laughs) to Just to give her a hard time. Gail fucking hates her. She should have called uh, her Deputy Dipshit. Uh Uh-huh. She has a crush on Dewey and it's very obvious and it's super cute. Yeah. All right. So that's in Scream 4. I will say, I mean, you'll have to tell me about how he's in Scream 4, but... Because I've never been a Deputy Dewey fan. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. He's funny. He's comedic relief. He's never been hotter than Scream 5. No, he plays a daddy much better than a yeah. young man. Mm-hmm. He's, like, older. He's, he ha- you know, he's got Salt issues. Pepper. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit of a drinking problem. Just how and I like it, my men. It looked good on him. So, another thing that happened last year that we were so hyped about it was our valentine's day episode mm-hmm. we announced that we were gonna go see the weekend oh yeah the, the panini singer. canceled that concert yeah. and in this time he has come out with new music apparently one of the songs on his new album references nev campbell and scream stop it so nev campbell is the, I guess the reboot is like the top grossing movie or whatever. So she's on the Late Show with James Corden on Wednesday, and he asked her like, "Do you know about the shout out?" 
And so I guess it's on his new album. The song is called Here We Go. And he sings, my new girl, she a movie star. I like her right. Make her scream like Nev Campbell. Okay. Right? What a lyric. So I thought that was so cute. Like, we obviously love The weekend. We're super bummed that it got canceled. Yeah. He's got this new music coming out that I would so look forward to listening to. And of course, he's going to reference fucking Nev Campbell. The queen. Ones. Yeah. Incredible. Um, In this same interview, they talk about how this is the only scream that doesn't involve Wes Craven. Yeah. He did do Scream 4. It was in 2011. Mm-hmm. He passed away in 2015. Yeah. And so Nev said the only reason she signed on was because the directors of this film said the only reason that they direct is because they're obsessed with West films. Okay. And so, like, it's a dedication to him, this and that. Last week, you recommended I watch Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. They did. Ready or not. Yeah. And she watched it and said after watching it and hearing what they said about Wes, it's why she agreed to do the film. Okay. Ready or not fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. It, It's the same response that I have to the Scream movie. It could have been so good. Yeah. But they just, they, they held back. The idea that they start with is like super intriguing Mm-hmm. It was beautifully made. Like the house was so creepy and like could have been such a vibe. The yeah. acting was good. I want to mention that Adam Brody's in both <laughs> Scream 4. Oh, Scream 4. Scream 4 and... Um, Ready or not. Yeah. <laughs> but same thing. Left me with a very bittersweet taste at the so end. So I've never actually seen it. I've just heard it was really good. No. It's okay. nothing. Well, I won't watch it then. It's funny. Okay. Like, it's a funny... Well, that's what I... So, when I saw commercials for it, I was taking it as, like, campy. Mm -hmm. And maybe, like, not even jump scare, but maybe, like, kind of suspenseful and campy and, like, kind of, like, dark humor. And that would have been fine. But then everyone who talked to me about it was hyping it up as, like, a horror movie. Nope. Mm -mm. It's not. At all. And you are the queen of horror movies, so I I trust your opinion. Nick stayed awake for it. So that that's right there, that's sign. a terrible. This is an awful movie. And this, like, he looked at me, and we both had the same reaction where we were like, eh. "Okay, so real quick, yeah, yeah. what is our rating for Scream, which we have not discussed? What's our knife rating? Two. I was gonna give it a three. Okay. Two is fair. Yeah. We can split the difference, say two point five. Yeah. But I will say that the kills in it are good. Some. I thought the kills were good. Some. They show it. Yeah. They don't pan away from it. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. B, such high standards. Well, so that's just like in the in the four, there was a ton more. Like it's, Oh, was there? Yeah. Like they start the movie out by like showing past So I guess so we can give just... spoilers to number four. Number four is um, Emma Roberts because she's her Nev Campbell's cousin or niece or right and she's jealous right and she's uh, jealous and so then she loops in her boyfriend mm-hmm. so yeah those are both also inexperienced killers yeah hmm. interesting i don't know why maybe because wes craven was involved in one through four and not number five yeah yeah, yeah. so I, again there were some really good kills i just wanted more i expected and i would more. say i wasn't scared once but i've never been scared in any scream movie ever 
Never maybe, once have I watched a Scream movie and been scared. I think when I watched the first one the first time, it wasn't that I was scared. It was suspenseful. It, yes, it was. They're I was great. on edge. I was like, I was so on the edge of my seat ready to see what was about to happen So next. that's always a difference for me is suspense versus scared. Because we don't really get scared anymore. Right. But if it, it can but, get my like heart racing and yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's going to happen? And I'm like excited. Yeah. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. And then to me, like the mark of a truly scary movie is something that lives with you past that. So like this didn't even live past the car. No, but like <laughs> for like the exorcist. Right. Like fucked me up for a long time. Yeah. Even like I know it's corny now because they made so many of them. But like the first saw scared yeah. me in the sense that like I went home and made sure my windows were locked because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, somebody can just come like get you from a parking garage mm-hmm. or from your home. Um. So, yeah, to me, it's like, okay, a truly scary movie kind of lives with you. Right. Neither of these are going to live anywhere. They're not going to live in my heart or my mind or my cabinet. Listen, listen, I hear you. But, you know, go see it. (laughs) You will love Deputy Dewey in this one. His role is great. He is, I feel like, the standout. good. And I do like all their little... you know, just making references of like how ridiculous this is. Here we are I again. I love who they cast. Neb but Campbell that and almost her, like, made it more disappointing is well, because it was good acting. They were the bright actors. They just could have done more with it. Well, and the acting was good, but they even like pushed that to the point where it was like cheesy of like it almost got into a campy like here yeah. we go again, guys. But um, I think the best way to like round it up was because um, it's definitely the old generation and the new generation. And uh, Dewey calls Sydney to like warn her about what's going on. There's another ghost face. He's like, oh, make sure you have a gun. She's like, I'm Sydney Prescott. I always have a gun. And you're like, yeah, that's that's it. That's That's the movie. So, okay, there you go. We'll say 2.5 knives. Okay, how's that? And then totally flip a here. I thought it was funny that on our last episode, you, just your response, how strongly opinionated you were on the fact that Kuklinski had said that his favorite Disney movie at the time was Cinderella. <laughs> and you're like, oh, of all the fucking movies. Yeah. yeah. And then you were at my house and you referenced the 1970s movie, The Aristocats. That I thought you should watch with your daughter. Because I had never even seen it. And it's it. cats. Right. Well, they're going to do... A live action remake. Well, I suggest watching the cartoon first. For sure. I just thought, what? Are, that's so bizarre that yeah. we talked about Disney the in the Matrix. last episode. I've never heard of this movie. You bring it up and then boom, within a week, I get this fucking article on my yeah. Daily Mail. I just thought that was not. Yeah. I think you guys should watch the Aristocats. I think you'll like it. I it's old like it you. Yeah, you. And also on the subject of Disney, there's been a lot of Encanto, Encanto mm-hmm. singing and watching going on in both of our households. For sure. So I just want to give a shout out. If you've got kids, it's it's a go. And a shout out to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Obviously, he is a musical genius. But I just, um, that Luis's song, um, what is it? It's like sheer pressure, something pressure. It's like really this- hits hard with your eldest. And with me, and because in this podcast, we always talk about badass big sisters. Yeah. It's like our anthem. Yeah. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great song. Great music. But yeah, the that Louisa big sister song, that's the shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, B, can we go on to your birthday now? First Oops, of all, please. last week we talked about the fact that I'm a cancer. 
but my son is rising in one of you and my ascent yeah. is in the other one. So I have something in Aquarius, which is you, and something in my husband, which is Sagittarius, which is so funny because I shouldn't get along with either one of you. Yes. But then it makes sense because those are like my three main signs are me, you, and him. Yeah. And you said, well, how do you and him relate to each other? Yeah, I did. So we pulled up a whole little zodiac for you. First of all, you said you're a water sign. Did you know that you're an air sign? But I'm an Aquarius. Yeah, but you're an air sign, babe. You're not a water sign. Okay. So first of all. I've always seen Aquarius pouring water. Yeah. That's not the right. But that doesn't have to do with like the type of sign you are. Uh, how okay, how can it not? Like whenever you like Google I know, but it's like waves. <laughs> I know, but the signs are like broken up into the four elements. So like Lou's a fire sign, but he's an archer. Like archery has nothing to do with fire. Bizarre. Yeah. Anywho. So let's see if I can read my own notes. All right. Aquariuses <laughs> are air signs. They're known. For being independent and a little rebellious. They're known for being aloof and slightly standoffish, but they're well liked and they're curious and they're observant and they're clever and they're witty and they're intelligent. They're hard to throw for a loop because they're usually on top of shit. They need lots of personal space and freedom, and that is at the cost of going against what other people want to do, which is so you in a nutshell. Um, they believe in treating everyone equally. They're good hearted. They have strong morals. They see the good in others and they can be trusted. So those are some great things about Aquariuses. What I did find interesting was there's something to do with like a wheel and like how many spaces on the wheel the zodiac sign is. And both you and Lou are equally five spaces from me. That's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So one's one way and one's the other way. Yeah. Now. Would you like to know who the original Aquarius and Sagittarius are? Yeah. You will die. I can't wait. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. <gasps> <laughs> of course, we know our boy JT My is jaw is on the floor. <laughs> Britney Spears is a Sag. Oh, my gosh. What you a two car wreck. belong together. <laughs> you two are right. made for each other. True soulmate your two most compatible signs are a sagittarius and a leo well i know how much your husband hates holidays but one year if we could dress up as the britney and justin in the denim amazing <laughs> so you're both very independent sagittariuses are adventurous and spontaneous and aquariuses are happy to let them go do that because mm -hmm. you need your personal space and time so you're like yeah have fun with that um, you guys are a great sexual match. Whoa, so, watch out, girl. You guys, neither one of you are prone to emotional outbursts. You're both very logical. Sagittarius are upfront and honest, where Aquariuses are more guarded with their feelings. For sure. Sages create or um, crave like movement and expansion and growth and Aquariuses. This is directly from the website, are a bit of sticks in the mud. Yes. Weighed down by responsibility, limitations, and restrictions. Are they literally look like staring at us? Yes. This yeah, is yeah. crazy. So there you go. There's a little uh, recap of Aquarius and how you relate to a Sag and why you're both so great for me because I'm the opposite of most of that. That's so perfect. And I looked this up for you, friend. Um, the number one movie... When you were born in 1985 was Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. And the movie. number one song was Like a Virgin. 
Oh, great. There you go. Love it. All right. You ready for your present? Yay. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know math. So it ended up being a lot bigger than what I thought it was going to be. And now I don't know where you're going to put it. Cool. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's huge. Oh, it's like a whiteboard at school, you guys. Yeah, what it's the humongous. Fuck? It's Let's like a describe poster. the wrapping paper. It's Christmas tacos and avocados and snowflakes. Yeah, because I only had so Christmas paper, cute. but it's tacos wearing Santa hats. It's super cute. So I don't know where you're going to put it. I apologize. Maybe your guest room. I'm thinking it's probably going to go in my bedroom, but even without knowing what it is. Here, you want me to hold one side? Oh, of course it's going in my bedroom. Oh, my goodness. Or maybe it'll be like our family wall. Well, I was family thinking pictures. that, but I wasn't thinking it was going to be this big. I'm obsessed. Well, in this house, we love family with Michael Myers. Dream big with Freddy Krueger. Like scary movies with Ghostface. Play games with Jigsaw and love something. Fridays. Okay, and love Fridays. Good. It's covered with paper. <gasps> so it looks like like a crochet. Or even, okay, so right when you walk in the house, uh -huh. those two walls are blank. Like right there, oh, yeah. right when you walk in. So I got her something that looks kind of like a crochet, and it's a take on your total white midwestern mom core which is like you know in this house we live laugh love right no i'm we obsessed love pray and eat or whatever yeah but it has dream big yeah <laughs> it has our five favorite guys jigsaw whatever but our five oh favorite guys gosh. has a michael a freddy ghostface jigsaw and jason and so yeah it says it's in this house we love family dream big like scary movies play games and love friday so and i think cute. it really caught my eye because i liked that ghost face was in the middle with like scary movies yeah 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 oh that's so cute now if you want to take the back off of that and fix it because see how it's a little wrinkly eh. just do it with a lot of caution because that is the worst frame i've ever bought in my life no. and i'm going to sue michael's arts and crafts over it yeah well. it's the only time michael's has ever let me down in my life maybe even leaving the back on maybe if i do an iron on the setting and so it 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 could be ironed but it's not that it's scrunched up like that because you have to move it around so much to try to get it in yeah so if anything i would say maybe like glue the fabric to the back mm -hmm. so it doesn't move mm -hmm. but the way you you'll see the back is a mess the way they have you like clip the back on is literally impossible yeah so michael's arts and crafts really dropped the ball with this so brain. then it's also gonna be super fun to hang hanging will be easy it has a hanger okay it has a hanger. It's okay. just, it's those annoying things that you have to bend, but there's just enough room in it for the back. And so even that you have to like force. Amazing. Anywho, do you like your birthday present? I'm obsessed with it. I bought it so long ago. I I've know. had it in my closet for like six months. That's so cute. Maybe like nine months. Um, we So I took a ghost face mask with us to the movie yeah. theater, right? Just for kicks. And um, we took a picture, of course, for you guys. And the next day, I had it laying out on the dining room table. And Bella's like, ooh, who's this? Yeah. I'm like, it's Ghostface. She's like, oh, I don't know about Ghostface. Oh. I'm like, well, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay. And I'm like, well, 
do you like scary movies? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you want to play a game? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you want to die? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, so funny. I'm like, so your kid? Like, basically it, baby. That's, that's so funny. She died. She thought it was so funny. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right. That's everything. <laughs> Except for the fact that we have a serial killer in Northern California. Did you know? No. Yeah. What nutshell have I been under? I don't know. I just read about it um, yesterday. There has been four or five bodies found, and it's all ranging in, like, Sonoma and, like, Mendocino County. It's Ukiah, Cloverdale, Guerneville, Napa. What the fuck? And I think, like, a fifth one somewhere. Mm -mm. So... That's fun. Happy birthday. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Sure. Your is your birthday on Thursday? Tuesday. When? Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do anything for your birthday? No. Not on my birthday. Yeah. But um my mom will be here. Yeah, I didn't know if like I meant the weekend. Yeah. No, my mom will be here Friday. We're gonna go out to dinner Yay. on Friday. And then my mom and I always do day drinking and shopping. Of course. Yeah. I can't believe it's been a year since your last day drinking and shopping. I remember we it got well. so fucked up. You guys up. were so drunk so in the middle of the day. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So much fun. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, that's what I look for. Oh, I totally forgot to tell you the best part about today. Oh. Oh my goodness. What was it? Nick finally got me high off of an edible. Oh, is that why you were so high when I came over? Yeah. Because you were so high, you almost seemed grumpy. No. Like, she's toasted off her fucking ass right now. So, I've had so many edibles. It's crazy. And they don't do shit. Like, I ate a whole... Well, you have such a high tolerance for... Right. I did a whole 100 gram or milligram candy bar, and I just felt disappointed. Like, what a waste of carbs and calories. Right. Right? Like, what a waste of time. Um, so today he's like, well, what if I make you like a bulletproof coffee, but using our butter uh-huh. instead of the grass fed? Yeah. Oh my Lord. You didn't know what was going on. It was like injecting it straight into my veins <laughs> and it wasn't like overwhelming, mm-hmm. but I could feel it from the tip of my head down to my toes from 11.30 to 3.30. See, that gives me anxiety. The idea of being that high scares me. I don't like but it. But that was just, like, it wasn't that I was that high. I was still doing stuff. But it was funny because like I caught myself when Violet was napping and I was doing laundry. I was sitting on the ground and the sun was coming in just right. Mm-hmm. And it was like on my back. And I'm like, I think I've been sitting here for like 20 minutes. Right. Uh, I don't You're think like, I've I moved. I lay down <laughs> on the floor right now. Yeah. So I knew right then I was like, oh, I am so high. That's pretty cool. That's I fi- amazing. I finally got high off of an edible and it was Nick's butter, which is even more exciting. Well, plus the bulletproof coffee that like. Oh, that hits to, all, to everything. Oh, it hits hard. Mm-hmm. Remember your guys' one friend was over and he drank two in a row and oh. then almost started sweating bullets, stripped his clothes yes. off and painted your house and <laughs> ran into traffic all at once. He was freaking out. So, yeah, imagine that. But with wheat butter. Amazing. Yeah. And Nick took a sniff of it and it was like, ugh, this is probably going to taste like garbage. And I took a sip and I was like, ooh, it tastes like warm heaven. <laughs> it makes me fuzzy just thinking about it. 
All right. Well, now you have a new Saturday or Sunday tradition. And that's just so it was. It was hard by the time you got to me. Right. I was hitting a wall. I had an iced coffee after that. Um, Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Just let me crawl up and die. See, this is when you to be a type of person who takes a nap. Yeah. Because I would have taken a nap. Absolutely. A nap and an iced coffee and you're ready to take on the world. Yeah. So it'll definitely be a special occasion thing. But Fantastic. I mean, hey, Super Bowl's coming up. Because every Super Bowl for the past few years, you've been a fucking mess. It's been a bad time. <laughs> Anywho, so this episode, it probably won't be great. It's on Werner. Okay, first of all, this is our first, not our first international episode, but our first like non-English based episode. Uh-huh. So this takes place in Austria. I'm going to fuck up a lot of names. And that's just something you guys are all going to have to live with. Should we go over our rules before we dive oh, in? Oh, our drinking rules? Sure. Our THC drinking game. You know the rules. Go ahead, B. What are they? If I spill. Yeah, I think if anyone spills, but yeah. A okay. Spill. A spill. If we reference Monk. Mm-hmm. A past episode. Yep. A badass big sister. Which I've already said. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's one more. No, two more. Oh, geez. If we cheers. Uh-huh. And... If we are not in the pot shed, which we are in Yay! the pot shed. We are in the pot. And so here, cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. We're, we're in the pot shed. Yay. Yay. I paid my son and his best friend five bucks each to come clean it. Because we have not been in here in what, like at least six weeks? Forever. It's been wild. Too long. So we're back. The weather's perfect. We're it's nice and warm. It's a beautiful night. It's been beautiful here in general. It's been mm-hmm. feeling almost like spring. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so this week we are doing a, I guess he's a mass murderer. How did you hear about this? Werner Niesk, Niesik. Um, It was just one of those things I Googled horror movies based mm-hmm. on real stories mm-hmm. or true crime or whatever. And this popped up on a list. The movie itself is not an English movie or an American movie. So I'm wondering if that's why it doesn't usually pop up on lists for us. But somebody out there made a list and put this on it. The movie is called Angst. And when I saw the overview of the movie, I thought it'd be good for your birthday episode. Because besides not being in English, it felt like it would tick a lot of your boxes. Yeah. And it was even outlawed in a couple of like countries in Europe for being too much. Yeah, I've got a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. And it's in the 80s, which we all, I mean, we all know how we feel about 80s horror movies. 80s baby. (laughs) Here's the problem with Werner. There's almost nothing on the internet about him. Yeah. Almost nothing. There is a Wikipedia. There's a couple of things where you can tell that they just copied from the Wikipedia like I did. And that's it. Anything else about Werner that I personally could find was them basically saying that the movie Angst is based on this guy named (laughs) Werner. So I'm going to be totally transparent with you guys. This is a straight up Wikipedia note reading because it's all I had. Okay. Werner. I'm just going to use his first name. We're not going to mess around with middle names or last names. Werner was born November 17th, 1946 in Salzburg, Austria. He has no dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's born to a single mom. I did read somewhere that his dad was like a GI who was like, what do they do? They're not on location. They're like serving in the military, right? Is yeah. that what a GI does? Okay. 
But I'm not 100% sure about that. I only saw it in one place. So point is, his dad's not around. Okay. It's just mom. Typical. Okay. He's... He kind of has an ordinary childhood. He's your ordinary bad kid, meaning he's not doing super bad stuff like the people that we normally cover. Mm-hmm. But he is like a little shit. Yeah. He's running around. He's being rebellious. He's stealing shit and skipping school and just, you know, yeah. being a shithead. Mm-hmm. His mom's totally overwhelmed by him. She doesn't know how to handle him. They kind of go at it a bunch. Eventually, when he's 16, she tries kicking him out of the house where he then uh, stabs his mother, Mm -hmm. trying to kill her, steals her money and runs off to Germany where he is arrested and extradited back to Austria. He spends two years in a juvenile detention center. And as soon as he gets out, he starts robbing things. He goes on a burglary spree. So during this little robbing spree he's on, he eventually shoots a 73-year-old woman Mm -hmm. Goes to trial in 1973 where he pleads insanity and he is sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. He's released early due to good behavior and he is released in January of 1980. So there you go. There's a January little tie in. Love it. Now, he has made a good amount of money. uh, Well, I don't know about a good amount of money, but he has made some money in prison by making liquor Mm. in prison illegal booze so he takes his money with him from prison and he goes and buys a gas pistol what the fuck is a gas Mm, that's what i was wondering pistol hold on yeah i'm thinking like a butane torch (laughs) that would be good i was actually thinking like a gun that runs on i don't know what i was thinking Mm. it basically shoots like um like pepper spray bullets and stuff. Oh. Like gas. Like, you know. Yeah. Like mace. Yeah. Okay. I think. I oh. really <laughs> I Googled it and that's what they told me and the one thing I looked at. Okay. Uh-huh. So he buys his gas pistol. He jumps on a train to St. Poulton where he takes a taxi to some small village. I'm not going to. He's in like a small town somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he pretends to be a carpet sale. Drink every time. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, it's so hard because there's nothing about him. I know. I love it. Alle- in my opinion. Allegedly. I think. Well, and because they used a word that's not village or small town. It's like another thing in Austria. And I'm like, I don't know exactly what in that a suburb. is. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they're talking about. I got the vibe from Wikipedia that it was a small town. It feels like a village, you know? (sighs) Anywho. (laughs) He pretends to be a carpet salesman and he breaks into the home of the Altrider family. Okay. The only... What is that? I don't fucking know. Is that... Oh, it's the dogs next door. Yeah. They're always making crazy noises. Those, yeah, are a little aggressive. Okay. The only person home in this family is... A 26-year-old disabled man named Walter. He is in a wheelchair. So it's pretty easy for Werner to overtake him and kind of hold him down until the man's mother and sister gets home. That's 55-year-old mother Gertrude and his 24-year-old sister Ingrid. Werner takes them over as well, ties them up. They think Gertrude assumes it's a robbery. Yeah. So she offers to write him a check for 20,000 shillings, Uh, which 
Warner accepts Mm -hmm. and then is like, but this isn't a fucking robbery. So he then drags Walter from his wheelchair and tortures him and strangles him in front of his mom. Leaves his body in front of his mother where he then tortures and strangles Gertrude for three hours, um, eventually using a noose to strangle her to death. Okay. Sister Ingrid is, and this is a direct quote, mistreated for seven to 11 hours. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she's tortured. I'm going to assume that also means rape or sexually assaulted. They use the word mistreated, which is probably a little bit of a classier way to say it. He does eventually strangle her to death as well. And when authorities find her body, it's covered in welts and hematomas and burn marks. Before she died, she took a call. Her fiance actually called her. Wow. And she said that she was in a big hurry. She was really busy today. Just canceled their plans. I think they had like dinner plans. She told him, cancel those plans. I got to go. I can't talk. So obviously Warner was probably forcing her to say these things. He also, uh, not spoiler alert, what do we do? Trigger warning. Mm. He also kills the family cat. Oh, no. Before lying down next to the victim's bodies and falling asleep. The next day, he gets up and he puts the bodies in the trunk of the family's Mercedes Benz, where he takes his 20,000 shilling check and goes on a shopping spree. Goes out to a fancy meal where he... Attracts a lot of attention because he has a shit ton of cash on him Mm -hmm. and he has gloves that he won't take off even in the restaurant, even when he's eating, which does seem a little sus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. An employee, I'm assuming they said an employee, so I'm assuming that they work for the family, either the business or the house or whatever, but some employee of the family um goes to the house where they find a window broken and the family missing and the car missing. But obviously something went down in this house. It's not a great scene they're walking into. So a nationwide manhunt ensues around midnight. A patrol car, uh, an official patrol car, finds the Mercedes Benz, finds Werner, arrests him, finds the bodies in the trunk. And after two days of interrogation, Werner finally confesses and uh, says that the only reason he did it was the sheer desire to kill. He had no other motive. He just wanted to kill somebody. He even confesses to forcing when it got the torture became too much for Gertrude. He forced her to take her heart medication so that way she wouldn't pass out or have a heart attack so that way she'd be conscious for the whole thing yeah because he's a evil person right shit awful person he goes to jail where he tries to kill himself doesn't work and then july 4th 1980 he is sentenced to life in prison which he spends in an institution for the mentally unstable he does try to escape in 83 and gets caught he is no ted bundy he does get caught trying to escape and he as far as i can tell is still alive to this day wow so that is the very brief cliff note yeah. story of werner Ke- oh my god let me see his name werner Niesek. Niesek. the inspiration for some movie i've never even heard <laughs> of or seen called angst or sometimes also known as fear in some countries <gasps> what yeah 
our country? In some countries. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me that our movie Fear was based on it. No. I got so excited. No, 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 no. If, you imagine? if only. If only. Right? Oh, my God. Please. Like, we'd be so lucky. I have tried to look up quite a few times if Fear is based on a- anything. 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 Give us an excuse, please. You want to take a wine break real quick? Yep. We're going to top her off. We got the wine topped off. We're back. We're back, baby. So you said something about 1983. What happened in 1983? Mm. He tried to escape. He tried to escape. And this movie came out in 1983. (gasps) Coincidence? Who knows? Okay. A reoccurring theme for us on our podcast is pushing me out of my comfort zone. That's right, baby. I had to read fucking German subtitles. So, so we're subtitles in our language, but still. First, we hear what sounds like water dripping. I don't know why, because it makes no sense. Because next, we pan across an institution of some sorts set in a wooded area. There's a man in a room. Or a cell. I don't know at this point. Um, It's similar to a dorm room. And he's sitting at a small table eating a bowl of soup. Just very cash. The actor, who I didn't even think to write down or mention, reminds me of Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. That's the vibe that I'm Mm -hmm. getting. So that's the visual. That's the... Oh, Theon is the one who ends up becoming. Theon's the one that gets his dick cut yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At first, I was confusing him with the guy who cut off his dick. No. Mm-mm. That's right. Okay, wait. Controversial opinion. The guy who cuts off his dick. Yes, he's a terrible, awful character. Is he kind of hot? Of course. They always are. He's kind of hot. That's right? like us wanting to fuck Negan and Walking Dead and us just being like, this is not okay. <laughs> Like, always. The villains are always hot. All right. Don't even get me started on Venom being my my well, only, ex- okay. my one and only comic book movie whatever. Now, <laughs> what you're saying is the venomous creature from space is hot Both. or Tom Hardy is hot? Both. Because I'm like, listen. Both. You don't watch Peaky Blinders, but in Peaky Blinders, Tom Hardy plays like a Hasidic Jew with psoriasis. No, and I I'm love. Like, he is so fucking hot. I love the bad attitude yeah. and the long tongue in this case. Oh, it's very yeah. Matthew Lillard vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, and um, also loving like the dark side of the Star Wars, right? Like the Kylo Ren. Well, Kylo know? Ren is objectively very everyone. Yeah, I mean, I can come also on. tell that you're not a huge <laughs> Star Wars fan because he ends up. He ends up coming around. Yeah. Well, I he don't. He doesn't stay in the dark side. That's his problem. <laughs> he is uh, Leia and what's his face's son. God so. damn it. What? Why do you have to ruin it for me? That's in the first one. I, <laughs> I don't <laughs> watch the movie. I just look at him. Yeah, I know. I get it. You should watch the movie. He's fine, girl. Okay. All right. right, right. Where was I? Yes, the dude with his soup. <laughs> Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy, who is not hot <laughs> with his soup. Uh, I don't know if you could hear it on the podcast or not if I mentioned it, but I don't think the movie ever gave him a name. I know I don't reference a name, so maybe I'll call him Theon. I don't know. All right. But anywho's, as my first subtitle appears on the screen, 
we learn that this man was first in prison. Uh, it says for four years. I think you said for two after attempting to kill his mom mm-hmm. by stabbing her in the chest. After being released, uh, things were good for a little while until he met a 70-year-old woman whom he shot. Mm-hmm. And he can't explain why he had the need to kill her. He didn't want her money. He didn't even know who she was. He just he saw her and that was it. He just he knew he needed to kill her. Okay, so far it's pretty on point with the story. Right, it's just this uncontrollable urge to let his anger out. And for this, he served 10 years, which I think you said originally was eight, and then he got let out early. Right. In the cell, he thinks about how his time in prison did nothing to help him. He is who he is. No one's ever really tried to tame this urge that he has to hurt people, to kill people, to torture people. Mm. It's like he can just give them the the face that they want mm-hmm. for as long as they want it. And as long as he can present that on the outside, no one cares to fix what's going on on the inside. So it's everybody else's fault. Of course. Yeah. It appears on this day he's being released. The whole time he was locked away, he, he talks about how he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He spent this whole time planning like his next step and how this time he wasn't going to get caught he's like super excited the only thing that's missing is he's been locked away for 10 years and he doesn't know really where he is like he doesn't have friends or family or Mm -hmm. anything like he was just in the middle of nowhere but apparently like you said he's got cash that never got brought up but he does manage to get a cab. So he's obviously got money. And while they're driving, the woman reminds him of an ex-girlfriend. He describes her like we it's really like a lot of inner dialogue mm-hmm. is what I'm reading is he's 14. He claims the woman took advantage of him sexually and introduced him to BDSM. Uh, using whips on him and treating him as like a sex slave. Mm-hmm. So from the back seat, while he's talking about this, we see him undoing his shoelace because he's going to use that from the back seat to like mm-hmm. strangle her. She catches on. She's on to him. She stops the car. He fucking panics. And so he just goes running off into the woods. Perfect. Right? Perfect solution. Yeah. Leaves his luggage and just fucking takes off running. He does eventually come across a house. It's old, worn down. I mean, it looks abandoned. He's hopeful that no one lives there. And it's the perfect location, he notes, because it's blocked from all the neighbors with trees. So after a lap around the property, he breaks a window to get inside. And once inside, he can hardly contain his excitement. He's very childish. He's like the way he describes his excitement. He's literally like on the verge of like wetting his pants almost. Yeah, it's weird. Mm -hmm. He's very immature. Mm -hmm. 
And everything kind of like turns him on sexually. So like when he says he's excited, it's like it's all the excitement. He grabs a knife from the kitchen and works his way room to room. He sees things like an unmade bed, cleaning supplies, which leads us to believe that people do in fact live there, but aren't currently in the house. Just then, we see a man in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. who seems to be suffering not only from a physical disability, but like also mentally. Yep. And he thinks the killer is his dead dad coming to see him. Poor guy. This causes the killer to think about his own childhood. And this is where I'm going to note something I did like about the movie and the way that it's edited is all this inner dialogue that he he's having that I'm reading in the subtitles yeah. is about his past and it somehow correlates with what he's experiencing throughout the house. Okay. And so hopefully by me telling you this now, like you'll, you'll see how it goes hand in hand. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so again, he just comes across this kid in the wheelchair this man in the wheelchair and um he then begins to think about his own childhood where he remembers a time where his grandmother locks him in a room alone overnight forcing him to confront his fear of the dark he's distracted when he sees from an upstairs bedroom a car pull up we see getting out an elderly woman with her wiener dog And what I'm assuming is her daughter. And he thinks to himself, what luck. Oh, my God. Jackpot. Right? Ugh. The elderly woman walks in, pours herself a large glass of whiskey. As she should. And then checks on her son. We get more insight into the killer's past as we hear him describe his mom, who would leave him in soiled diapers in front of open windows because he claims that she hoped he would either get a cold and die or freeze to death. That she hated him so much that she would just do these horrible things to him as a child. Okay. The elderly woman comes across the broken window that he used to get in and calls out to her daughter, Sylvia. And just as she enters the hallway, the killer runs by with the knife, but he's a fucking loser and he misses instead, knocking Sylvia over and losing his grip on the knife. Again, in a panic, he tries to flee, but it's almost like he's locked in the house. Like he can't figure out how. (laughs) So fucking dumb. So he grabs some medical bandages to tie up the daughter all while the elderly woman is basically just staring there like in shock like what the fuck is happening. (laughs) Right like that whiskey hit hard I guess. I guess so. Because right now is your moment. He's Mm -hmm. all discombobulated. Mm -mm. The two of you can take him down. No daughter's down on the ground also right she got knocked down and she's scrambling and the elderly woman's just like eh. He grabs the medical bandages. He locks or he binds Sylvia's ankles, secures her to a door handle. And again, through the dialogue, hear him talk about a time that he almost beat his little sister to death. 
because he knew his mother only loved her and that left no room for her to love him. Well, it sounds like he's kind of a piece of shit, so... Because of that, he was sent to live with his grandmother and at that point, we finally see him in the house turn his attention to the elderly woman. So it's like you see how he's sent to live with his grandma and then it's like, oh, well, after we hear about the grandma in his inner dialogue, it's like, oh, that's right. This old lady's here. Mm -hmm. It's like the way they went back and forth. It was interesting. As he tries to strangle the elderly woman, we hear in his thoughts that he talks about his grandmother, how she was very religious. She was furious that he had been born out of wedlock. And so to purge him of his evil, she forced him to go to school to become a priest. And while he was there, the nurses caught him killing a pig. So he got kicked out. Dang. Clearly destroying his grandmother's hopes and dreams. Like in the house in the movie, it's worth noting that the granny character is really putting up a fight. Here comes Granny. Like, no, she's had her dentures knocked out. Um, She's, like, managed to get away a couple times. But finally, she's also bound by the ankles, thrown on this bed that's just, like, on the floor in the middle of the living room and gagged with her own pantyhose. The disabled brother has somehow managed to, like, get out of his wheelchair and he's trying to drag himself up the stairs to safety using, like, just his upper body strength while Sylvia is trying to undo her restraints from the door handle. The killer decides the best thing to do is to stop for a breather at this point. Just take a break. Yeah, refocus a bit. We're going to grab a drink of water. And we're going to continue our dialogue where he's forced to go back and live with his mother and his stepfather. They both hated him. And suddenly we're interrupted when the phone rings. Sylvia's managed to get the knife dropped earlier in her mouth and she's inching her way into a closet for safety. But he sees her tapes her mouth shut and goes looking for the brother who did make it all the way into the upstairs bathroom where apparently the water had been left running. Okay. So the tub is full and the killer struggles to move the brother's body from the floor. We hear about how he was also too weak to kill his stepfather So instead, he ran away to a park where he took out his anger on a swan by cutting off its head. Okay. Weird, like, array of animals that he abuses in this movie. Yep. Eventually, he does get the strength to lift up the brother's body high enough to submerge his head underwater and finally kills him. And once finished, he goes back downstairs to the elderly mother that he had tied up on the mattress. And he decides he wants to take his time with her, which is very much going along with your story. However, this is where shit gets weird. So based on what's going down, it's like the elderly woman with the shock of everything that's happened is kind of in a comatose at this point. Like she's fucking out of it. And... The daughter says it's because she needs her medication, which is all along with the story. Uh-huh. Right? But he did not torture this woman. Like, yeah, he didn't get the really, chance yeah, to. Uh-uh. Dude is pissed. 
Nothing's going to his plan. He's not getting to have the fun he wanted to have. Everything he's been looking forward to for, for the last 10 years. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, everyone feels sorry for the killer. I mean, he has it really rough, B. Mm-hmm. But he still has the daughter. So there's hope. She convinces him to untie her from the door. They'll go to the kitchen for the meds, but he keeps her hands tied together. Once he has the medication, he shoves so much of it down the mother's throat. Like, there's really nothing. Like, she's done, right? Like, if she's not already dead, he's definitely just killed her by shoving all this medication down her. Right. So... While this is happening, the daughter's been left unattended and she has now managed to get into another room and finds a closet to hide in. It's late and I don't know if the family just like couldn't afford power or if he's just too fucking dumb to figure out to turn the lights on. But it's like a game of hide and seek in the dark using a matchbook. Yeah. <laughs> He does catch Sylvia trying to sneak out of the house. She takes off running down like a weird dark alley that just happens to be like off their property. An alley? I don't know if it's an alley or like a weird water tunnel. Like it's, it's weird. Maybe it's an Austrian thing that we don't have here. Yeah, I don't know. He takes off after her. And this is probably the most brutal scene in the whole movie and the inspiration for my look of the night. Okay. Which you really can't wait to talk about. This is where we have, he like pounces on her and just goes for it. Excessive stabbing, gushing blood. She's alive through all of it, staring right into his eyes like Eyes twitching, body convulsing, blood sputtering um, as he just stabs her over and over and over again. And when she's finally dead, he starts to lick the blood from her face like a super aggressive, like preteen makeout session. Like people Ugh. that don't know how to French kiss. Oh, gross. Yeah. Are you dying? So do you kind of get my look? Yeah. yeah, you get what I'm going for. So um, I want to say you said that he killed the family cat. Yes. He the, killed the wiener dog? No, the wiener dog chased him Aww. and like tried to fight him off. He he didn't kill the dog. Oh, I know. What a good boy. Right. So I, I appreciate that. Finally, as dawn comes on a new day. We see the killer now pants down. I don't know if he fucked the dead body or I mean, he for sure took a nap on the dead body. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, 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 they leave it up to your imagination. That was left unclear. But he realizes he's covered in blood. So he needs to get up. And he casually walks back to the house. He gets cleaned up. He um, gets dressed. He finds, I guess, clothes from the house. It's a fucking 
tuxedo jacket that's like the mullet kind like uh-huh. with the tail yeah. like Duff the and Tumblr kind of right? so funny yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it's fucking like white oh. like, like for sure dumb and dumber bright white like there's nothing else you could there was a grown man living there he didn't have just a shirt and jeans All right um not only that he does decide like well I don't want to just steal the car. Like, I for sure want to bring them with me. Yeah. Yeah. So he does. He packs everybody in the trunk. The dog comes along. The dog does not have to go in the trunk. (laughs) Okay. Him keeping the dog and the dog being alive. It's everything. It's slightly endearing me to him just a little. It's everything. Dude barely makes it to, like, the fucking end of the street. To, like, the corner before he makes an ass of himself and, <laughs> and gets into a fucking car accident. Oh my god. And what is he known for doing when he fucks up? Peeing his pants? He fucking panics. Oh, panics. He panics. He fucking panics every time. Does he run? Yeah, but with the car. So he like backs up and like does like an eight point turn <laughs> to get... while people are like pounding on is the this car. Is a comedy? <laughs> That's People are so like hitting the funny. car, like, bro, like, get the out. The idea of him panicking and running away from everything is so funny. To me. <laughs> it is. It is. And then him keeping the wiener dog. Just something. Listen, there's another type of movie to be made here. And I think it's something that could be really funny. I'm not saying this movie's funny. I'm just saying there's an option. <sighs> but, anyways, he, he makes a huge fucking scene. That's so like, funny. a huge scene. That is so funny. And point turn. (laughs) (laughs) He goes to a fucking coffee shop. Like you said, he goes to a restaurant. Yeah. Where he is very out of place. Like everyone stops what they're doing and looks at him like right, he's clearly been up all night. He's giving off a weird vibe. He had a whore's bath, like a straight up like pits and pussy. Might have to edit that out. You want to call it something else, B? What is it called? It's I don't know. That's what we call it. A sink bath. He yeah, had a, he had just like a he, he had, had like a, a wipe down bath. A sink bath, and he's wearing this tuxedo mullet jacket. Yeah, and he just casually saunters in and orders bangers and coffee. Right. He's like when a tweaker or a drug addict think that they. Are on the down low and everyone Every, there knows that they're gurped out their minds. Knows. But they think that they're outsmarting everybody. And he doesn't have gloves on. But the way that he aggressively eats the sausage and the way that they film it. Like him picking nope. it up and biting no, into no. it. No thanks. Like the juices. I would rather and... watch him kill a thousand people than watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like they zoom right on in. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the police show up. Obviously, having been given the description of the car from the fucking mess hit and run. Oh, yeah. Right. Clearly. He tells them the car isn't his. (laughs) That's true, though. He didn't lie. He couldn't possibly have anything to do with the accident. It's not my car. Clearly, acting super sus, they're like, hmm, maybe open the trunk bro 
And of course, in that moment, he's exhilarated. Oh, I thought you were going to say he panics and runs away. No. Because that would be amazing. He's exhilarated and excited at the idea that they're going to find the bodies. Okay. And that now he's going to be like famous and they're going to fear him. I mean, not that um, famous. All I could find was a Wikipedia article oh, on him. For real, though. And we hear notes from a psychiatrist defining his disorder as pronounced sadism. Basically getting off on other people's pain and suffering and humiliation as he was sentenced to life in prison. And I'm going to open a seltzer before I get into my fun facts. Oh, okay. Fun facts. You can open me a seltzer. I'll chug this. <clears throat> Do you want your pompadour or your lime? Um, we'll start with lime. Lime. Work my way up to my pompama. Pompama. Sethi Rogan's favorite, of course. So, yes. In 1983, Austrian director Gerald Kargel unleashed his first and only movie. This was it? Yeah. Wow. His only feature length film. The film shocked Austrian moviegoers. A scandal followed. After playing the movie for like a week, it was pulled and only released in a few porn theaters. Wow. Interesting. It was banned or refused distribution in many European countries due to its violent content. Do you feel like they're overreacting? Are you fucking kidding me? I just want to know because I didn't see the violent content, so I don't know. No. The film was never widely distributed on video, thus making it one of the most sought-after items on the bootleg circuit. In France, it was released on home video under the subtitle Schizophrenia. Feels a little offensive to people who actually have schizophrenia. Well, that's France. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I will say that is somewhere where Europe, I do think that we might have it a little backwards in America where it's like, we're perfectly fine with all the violence. Give yeah. us all the violence, all the gore. But then it's like, we can't even show like boobs on TV. Right. Like titties are too scandalous versus I think Europe is opposite, right? They're Cor- like they'll show full naked yeah. bodies, sex scenes, they'll cuss, but they're like, "Hey, maybe we don't show the torture porn of this that and the other." I think they might have it a little bit more correct than we do. <laughs> Pending release in America, the film was slapped with a triple X rating. God damn. It wasn't until September of 2015. <laughs> That the United States distribution rights were acquired and it was released on Blu-ray with a rating of NR. And all that means is that it hasn't been reviewed by the Motion Picture Association of America. Triple X is absolutely insane. Who rated that? The Triple X? It just says... Pending release. No, I know, but like with, they were yeah. found triple X in what the European countries or here? And no, it said release here. Pending release in America. It was under a triple X. Mm-hmm. In America? But instead was given an NR. It just wasn't rated at all. It never That is so It never passed review. That's why it what? went straight to DVD. 
Because I feel like our just regular like X-rated porn movies are so much more over the top than For this. For sure. A triple X, you're getting into some like deep, dark, scary stuff. Which, sorry, that that was not what I That's witnessed. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's wild to me. Um, And unlike the fake pig's blood used in the movie Carrie, real pig's blood was used in this film to stage the... Yeah. Realism. Okay. So. Ta-da! That blows my mind. I know. That That's had- probably the best part of all of this is just the the hype behind it and like just the how it like went through the black market basically and all the uh, just it's crazy. That's I so was wild. expecting. Have they ever seen any other horror movie I was ever? Expecting so much. Like I feel like the Sleepaway Camp movie <laughs> is. I was expecting so much more based on what I was reading online. Yeah, no. What you told us, the actual story, is so much more violent and aggressive, right? Allegedly, versus Wiki. But yeah. <clears throat> um. But also to be said, for a foreign film, reading subtitles. Okay, you did it. I did it. It wasn't horrible. It like I did, like I said, it was creative editing. The way that they tried to take the inner dialogue of what was happening in his past life and the reason he is the way that he is and the way that it related and correspond to kind of what was happening in the movie in current time. Right? I wasn't going back and forth in time like you know I hate so much. Yeah. I thought it was well made especially for the time have you ever seen slumdog millionaire no you might love it okay sure it's a great movie but they just do that where he's on remember that show um uh, fuck what is that the millionaire show with regis Philbin. the do you want to be a millionaire or, oh sure do you know what i'm talking about it's like the quiz show I'm sh- yeah. where he answer he asks you questions yeah, yeah, yeah. a b c d yeah um Anyways, it's a show that takes place in India. It's it's an English. It's like I don't want to say American based, but it's like a modern movie. But it just so happens to take place in India. Right. Mm-hmm. And this kid that you're rooting for is on that um, like how to be a millionaire show or whatever. Okay. The point is, every time they ask him a question, he's killing it on the show. He's getting all the questions right. But they'll go back and show in because he's had a crazy life and a really hard life and they'll show a memory from his life. And then it's like you get so swept up in that and then it takes you back to him on the show and then he answers the question and gets it correct. It's like, oh, well, he knows that from this memory. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure I would. Okay. Anyway, there you go. Slumdog Millionaire. Perfect. All right. Angst. How many knives? Two. (laughs) Two knives all around tonight, guys. They kept the dog alive. <coughs> if they would have killed the dog, would have taken it down to a one. <coughs> they kept the dog alive, and they got the bullet points right. The yeah, bones, really the bones were there. The story correct. If anything, I'd say they added to it because there wasn't much to the sure. story or Warner. okay, whatever. Sure. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I really thought I was giving you a fun movie to watch. It it could have been a lot worse. Like, yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be as easy to watch as it was. Okay. I will say that. Like, I, I really thought it would be more challenging, but. 
All right, two nine for you. Let's talk about so last week's be look of the week. She did nothing. Real slacker. I forfeited. But I took an old picture of my husband, Lou, and I thought it was great. It was. It, was it perfect. looked perfect. And we both realized I showed him the picture. He's going to look just like Richard. Kiz- K- was it Kuklinski? The ice man. When you he married gets older. him. Yeah. You married the ice. The man. ice man looks like my husband in 20 years. Yeah. They're doppelgangers. It's hilarious. They're the same size and everything. So yeah. that was a fun side by side that I put together. Of my husband and the Iceman. So this week, B decided to bring it because she owed us one. my birthday episode. Yeah. It's to make up for last week. I haven't done anything crazy in a while. So, so. what are we doing? I'll I'm let, looking at a red face. Right I was going to say, I'll let you describe my face and then I'll describe my outfit. B has what I'm assuming is lipstick smeared all over her face, but it's to look like blood. Yes. And it does look like dried blood is all over your if face. If you were to Google angst, it's one of two movie covers. Mm-hmm. One is of the daughter kind of like looking back, like screaming as and it looks kind of like a knife is like coming towards her. Okay. Which would have been my more casual yeah approach the easier this is for sure in the tunnel okay after he's the bloody makeout scene yeah licked the blood off of her face and he's just smeared in blood Ugh. so my face is covered in blood i'm gonna have a white um like button-up shirt because after release, he was in like a nice outfit. He's in like a business jacket. Yeah. And like a button up shirt. And then I wore like a nude undershirt because it's mostly undone, you know, because he's excited. He's so excited. Hot in the moment. So. And I figure I'll go lay down in the section of your house, like between your house and the fence, like where you keep your garbage cans. <laughs> Okay. And why? Because he's laying down on top of her, like in this tunnel. So I need to be like laying down, like kind of looking up, like yelling in angst. Like, <sighs> we'll ah. figure it out. I don't want you to lay down out there. That's crazy. Why? Because it's the dirty ground. Oh, wham. Because I haven't, we both haven't laid down you in can your lay yard. Down literally anywhere else. It's not like people will think it's a tunnel. Okay. Right? You're ruining my vibe. Okay, you're, ru- okay. you're ruining my, my whole, my imagery. You'll have to show me the picture so I can like You'll have to figure see it, it out. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. a visual. Okay. So we'll work on that. And we will post it, of course, on THC Podcast on Instagram. What else will you be posting? Um, A picture of us seeing Scream. Mm-hmm. I'll be posting a picture of your birthday present. For sure. And, you know, I don't think there's a ton of pictures from the case, but I'll post something. Maybe I was going to ask you, do you even know what he looks like? I do. He There's mugshots. Does he, he look like Theon Greyjoy? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I'll show you. He just looks like an average Joe. He looks a little... Oh, yeah. Nothing like that. Dead no, in the no, eyes. but Nothing like that. He looks like a normal dude mm. from the, you know, 60s. Yeah, yeah. They all kind of look the same. Um. Yeah, great. Well, there you go, guys. What an episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I do say, I will say, I was thinking about this driving home from work today. I am liking the every other week, the yeah. every two weeks. I think it takes some of the pressure off. And then I find myself even more excited because I'm like, oh, my God, it's podcast night. Yay. Like, how exciting. 
So like we said, my mom will be here next weekend. She's always a hot mess and a good time. So I'm sure we'll have shenanigans to talk about yeah. on our next episode. Yeah, after that. Because we have had your mom on an episode. Yeah. And it we didn't won't go do that great. to you again. <laughs> it didn't go And this great. is why the every other works out for everyone. Right, guys? <laughs> That's right? right. All right, cool. Well, you know, if you liked this, give us a rating or a comment or a whatever. Hit me up on Instagram. I'll you get back know to you're you. looking forward to this week's look. It's That's right. We're going to have it all for you, baby. And until then, I hope you guys have a great two weeks. And we'll see you in February. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Uh. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> Happy birthday, B. Woo!